I have a bottled Starbucks cold brew, vanilla sweet cream, premium coffee drink. Uh, the Nazis mm. over at Starbucks only give you 11 ounces. Uh, can't you get a coffee-flavored coffee? Is, is this it, like when a, people it, say coffee-flavored coffee, I want to beat them to death and leave their corpse in the town square. Good. It would be a mercy at this point. They call it a coffee drink. Is that like, you know, how you can't call certain kinds of cheese a cheese? You have to call it a cheese product? Well, it doesn't you, just have coffee in it. It has uh, coffee... Cold brewed Starbucks coffee, water, coffee, skim milk, sugar, cream, and natural flavors, whatever the goddamn fuck that is. Everything mm. you can buy at Starbucks is legally a milkshake. I I, I will say yeah, that sounds about right. I had a Frappuccino for the first time in a couple of years a few weeks ago, mm. and it hurt my tummy so goddamn bad. Oh yeah. Yeah, they'll do that. And the fanciest no. coffee drink I can do is like a mocha. You love yeah. a mocha, though. You I do, do like love a, a mocha. Yeah, I do like the mochas, yeah. Those I, are nice. I am a, a fan of cold brew uh, as I've gotten older, but I still do like a, like a like a pour-over, you know, at a, at a nice shop like uh, Elixir in Philly or a Reanimator that we have. Mm. But I live near uh, La Colombe, and I will say their nitro draft latte is, is very yummy. I'm not really a coffee person. You- I'm like... I, I you like tea, do, right? Because you're yeah, yeah, for sure. But like, yeah. if I drink tea, I you know drink way too much of it and get like way too caffeinated. So like, it's like caffeinated very weirdly there. Caffeinated, caffeinated. yeah, caffeinated. Uh, sort of, sort of Andrew Tate. Caffeinated, caffeinated. Um, yeah, so so like, I don't drink tea often. Uh, and and instead, if I want I a make drink, my coffee I'm... out of sparkling water. <laughs> What pour still water? Um, yeah. No, if, if, if I want like a hot brown drink, hot I still chocolate. think that guy is secretly from Delco. Yeah, I learned the other day that my dad says water, water. Like there's there's a fucking R where there shouldn't be, not mm-hmm. at the end. It's water, and he's like, no, no, I say water. Like I say it another fucked up way. <laughs> <laughs> and he he is not from Philadelphia; he's from Boston, but he does say. What sounds like water, although this being my dad, R's are where they shouldn't be, A's are where they shouldn't be. You're adding and dropping A's just at random. Shit's very confusing. The Irish Riviera accent, if you will. <laughs> Worda. 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 Park the car in the... Oh, God. I don't know. I went to Minnesota there. Park the car in the Harry Riviera. Fuck, that made me angry. Yeah. Uh... Hello, and welcome to Well, There's Your Problem. It's a podcast about regional accents and engineering disasters yeah. with slides. I'm Justin Rosnack. I'm the person who's talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Okay, go. I'm Alice Goldor-Kelly. I'm the person who's talking now. My pronouns are she and her. Yeah, Liam. Hi, I'm Justin Rosniak. I'm the person talking right now. My pronouns are he and him. Okay, go. Hi. <laughs> I'm Alex Kodal Kelly. I'm the person talking now. My pronouns we're, are we're, she and we're, stuck, we're stuck in a loop. We're stuck in a loop. Yay, Liam. Say yay, Liam. Yay, Liam. Hi, I'm Liam Anderson. My pronouns are he and him. We don't have a guest. Fuck off. Yeah. Um, uh, we're recording this in the in the twilight hours uh, of Roz's 20s. Mm, uh, I'm true. not going to say the exact date, but... Tomorrow wow. is Roz's birthday. Happy birthday, you poor dumb son of a bitch. Yes, Thanks for dragging right. us all down with you. I got four hours and nine minutes left in my 20s. Well, I well, hope you had a good buddy. 20s, because uh, I've been in my 30s oh, no. for 
coming up on two years now, and feels the same. So maybe the other <laughs> oh, eight years. Yeah, are no, your thirties feel great know. until the injury. Oh boy, I got a nasty oh, crick boy. in my neck. Oh, dude, I've woken up in agonizing back pain the last two days. <laughs> They're all getting old. Anyway, uh, yeah, uh, uh, what you see on the screen in front of you is a building, but a, a lot of it has fallen down. Thanks, Metaglacius. Yes. Oh, it, is, it is not supposed to be like that. Yeah, um, Metaglacius, uh, with... Uh, his his ignorance of the Israel Palestine situation, uh, basically among other uh, things, among mm. other things uh, saw this building and thought, no, that's all right then. I yeah. will say, Madaglasius has a whole slide dedicated to him in this feature he should. presentation. He can, he can yeah. eat the shit out of my butthole. Mm -hmm. mm. All right. But today let's... we're going to talk about the 2013. Rana Plaza building collapse in uh, Dhaka, Bangladesh. But first, we have to do the goddamn news. The goddamn news. What the fuck is this? That's wrong. This is a, this a is, cheesecake, this is... a cheesesteak in faraway places post. Yes, this is uh, this is um, the city of Philadelphia on National Cheesesteak Day. Posted a picture of probably the worst cheesesteak I have seen in my life. Liam, you yeah, still got a lot of breathing on your mic. A lot of breathing. Oh, sorry. So sorry. <laughs> Here, let me move away from my mic a little bit. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, that thing is a goddamn abomination. Uh, God saw this and sent a second deluge. Uh, the ark should be ready in about in 20 minutes. Uh, so good luck, everybody. Explain oh, to me as an outsider. I don't know what's going on here. I see the mm -hmm. ketchup and the it, the peppers I'm looking at. So there's. I've never uh, seen a cheesesteak that looks like this anywhere within city limits. Have you? It, it looks sort of sick. Yes. So sort of what's going on for those of you who are not in the know or who are not looking at the visuals here. Is my mic better um, now? By the way. Yeah. You're fine. 130 uh, episodes in, baby. So the. <laughs> Ordinarily, you get a cheesesteak, you've got the chopped up, uh, you know, prime rib, you got onions, you got some form of cheese. Um, that's it. Um, sometimes you get something called a cheesesteak hoagie, which is the same, but with tomatoes and lettuce. Um, what we're sort of looking at here is a cheesesteak hoagie taken to the extreme, where there are additionally uh, hot peppers, banana peppers, um and pickles with ketchup on top and what you're sort of looking at here is something that i just don't know what it is i don't know what to classify this as i don't know how you eat it um it also has a generous Badly slathering once has a generous slathering of mayo on the uh bread does that um, oh god it does yeah so that this is this this is um you know, I'm looking at it and I, I, it just looks inedible, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I don't understand why they look like, yeah, I don't get that either. An I, AI I'm, I'm has having, generated a cheesesteak. Right. I'm having real trouble figuring out how one would eat this. And yeah. I, I don't, I want to know like where this place, like Jim Kenny is from Philadelphia, dude. Yes. Well, you know, they also mentioned that. Jim Kenny has a much more conventional cheesesteak order, which right, is American cheese. 
No, it, American cheese, onions, and ketchup. That's right, Jim no, Kenny's uh, right. order. This was posted by the DB's social media team. Right. Uh, we didn't talk about our worder, did we, in the slides? Maybe what? maybe it's our, our oh, the Philadelphia, the Philadelphia water, yeah, water yeah. The, the water situation that turned yeah, out well, to be fine. not real. A big nothing burger. That's what yeah. I've been saying the entire time and nobody listened yeah. to me because they hate me. Hey, but it's well, another Kenny... entry in my American politician's drinking glasses of water performatively folder. Yeah. Yes. Jim uh, Kenny, Ken, is... Kenny yeah, took the devil's milkshake. Yeah. I fucking hate the guy. <laughs> well, Dude, couple, you don't want to be there. Our... Just fucking resign. Like, please. Please just fucking resign. I'm begging you. Let our... Roz do it. A couple of our council members also took a devil's milkshake. I was a little bit earlier, though. Corinne um, just texted me Watergate and then texted me, I'm feeding you jokes. Sweetie, I had already made the joke. Well. I, apparently I said water. My bad. Sorry, folks. We also got to get you a non-mechanical keyboard. Sorry. Yes. I got <laughs> I'm putting it down. <laughs> I'm putting okay. it down. I'm moving away. I'm moving it very slowly. Mm -hmm. Uh. But yeah, I uh, oh, I need to know where in the city this thing is from, because I I have heard of a cheese. I I have never ordered. Have you ever ordered a cheesesteak hoagie, Roz? No, because I think the uh, the concept is disgusting. No, same. I I've had. Have you ever had a pizza cheesesteak? Because those are all right. I've had a pizza steak. Yeah, yeah I pizza, like pizza, pizza steak. steak is hey, fine. Ren, I... Have you ever ordered a cheesesteak hoagie? She doesn't like them. Yeah, Sorry, this is know. the sandwich chat. Uh, yeah, just, yeah uh, these, you know. these people should be forced to uh, move to Delaware, the state that mm. God forgot. It's unfortunately, and, and you we know do what? not you have gotta... the technology to make this rotate. No, um, <laughs> we got to give this to Lauren. But uh, yeah, you got to marry. You got to marry someone with like better judgment than you. Uh, and oh, yeah, I you know I great job doing that. I will say that. Um, yeah, Corinne has terrific judgment, and my judgment is questionable to. Uh, bad mm. I, I mean i will eat any disgusting thing placed in front of me uh which is you know how i got this body uh. <laughs> <laughs> but even so this thing this thing is this like thing, it, it's it's nasty. mr mayonnaise talking no, no, no scram for my cheesesteak order by my by my fiance that's awesome no no scram this it's, looks like, like it's good my, my way of describing this like is slop it, it, it appears yeah. as like yeah. like an yeah. open faced sandwich almost. It's like crushing yeah. the, the the like bread outwards. Yeah, everything about this is wrong. Um, it's very man versus food in a way I find aesthetically disturbing. I I think it's I I think it's the um I I think it's the city just uh you know uh throwing up its hands basically I don't know like if the they're, entire if they're, county if they're, government's were, been doing were they fishing for clicks or do they have that amount of self-hatred I don't know I, I think it's probably both um yeah <laughs> I do I I will say uh Philly as a city is great because we uh hate everyone we hate each other but we hate all of you more yeah uh yeah I uh what else you want to keep going with sandwich chat because I just had a delicious sandwich today actually from uh Liberty Kitchen but mm. I just think the city should have more self-respect and post a good cheesesteak on National Cheesesteak Day. Yeah, I mean, That's, there are also plenty yeah. of opportunities to talk about, like, Pats and Geno's, uh, which are fine. I, I I will say, I actually have a mini rant about this. Pats and hmm. Geno's are fucking fine, okay? 
Like, in the same way that, like, you go to the M&M store in Times Square. Like, yeah, okay, it's not the authentic experience, blah, 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 blah. They're fine. I What's like the authentic M and M experience. When you go down to mid, you, <laughs> it's, like you do is, it's like Times Square, you, right? you, Times Square Blue. You go into, like a, you go into a sex theaters. dungeon, right? You go yeah. into yeah. a sex dungeon, like old Times Square, and, and there and, is the and, green M M&M and M with the strap. You have a collar <laughs> made of Twizzlers placed uh-huh. around your neck. Uh-huh. And then you, how you do it, Alice? <laughs> <laughs> fucking, fucking Rudy Giuliani like deputized the NYPD to like go into all the porno theaters yeah. and like crack all the M and M's open with uh, with like truncheons. It's fucked, you know. Oh, it's not the same sissy anymore. <laughs> Justice for Steve's Prince of Steaks. All of the live mm. commentary of my own podcast. Uh, yes. You want to talk about uh, high speed rail coming to California? Yes, that's yeah. our next news item. Oh, speaking of trains, happy birthday, Zora. Congratulations on matter. reaching Disre- adulthood. Opinion disregarded. It's like, you know, played yeah. over by the drop. Uh, whatever. I, so, I did my job. Union Pacific has brought high-speed rail to California. Jesus, fuck. Um, there was and this... Roz is arguing with a guy on Twitter about it. It has been for a day. Yes, well, mm-hmm. that guy was wrong. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> you know, the what happened here... As far as we can tell, because a lot of this is still rumors and hearsay, is there was a 180-something car train of iron ore. It's split in half on the top of the SEMA grade, which is in California. It goes downhill towards Los Angeles. Um, And when the crew was going to replace the coupler where the train broke in half, uh, the front half of the train got away from them somehow. Oh. Oh, buddy. And Eat. so it rolled down this very long 2.3% grade. Well, and we have this picture from a positive train control uh, readout showing here it was going 118 miles per hour. That's good, right? Now, as I understand it, Union Pacific's positive train control cannot read anything higher than 118 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Off scale high. Fuck yes. Yes. So I want to say there are some people who unofficially clocked this train at anywhere between 130 and 150 miles an hour. Um, What was Mallard's alleged record? 128. Oh, congratulations, UP! You did it! You did well, it! You beat Mallard! I believe the uh, fastest diesel electric locomotive was uh, the HST 125, which had 143, so Union Pacific may have broken several speed records door. here. Possibly yeah. the fastest freight train in history. Incredible. You can see here it, it, it came off the tracks on this corner, and contained in here are two locomotives and 55 coal cars. How do you um, get to a speed that high? Gravity. Gravity, ah, yeah. I figured that's what it was. I didn't know if there was anything else that would affect it. Um, it's it's a really heavy train. Uh, yeah, um, so there's a lot. Yes, right. We're not quite certain exactly how the train got away from them. We do know they bailed after it hit 15 miles an hour and it was not stopping because, you know, if you're the engineer and you have full brakes, you have full independent brakes, and you have full dynamic brakes, and the thing is still accelerating, your work is done. 
Get off yeah. that train. Right. <laughs> don't speed. Yeah. You, yeah. you have checked all the boxes. You can go home now. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, 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 we talk and roll. Yeah. So so we don't know what happened. What you can really those see guys here survive? is... I, have, I really yeah. haven't seen much about this, other than you, again, arguing with that guy on Twitter. They, they, they survived no injuries. They bailed at like 15 miles an hour, to the best of my knowledge. So nice. that, that is something where... You know, you're you're gonna sprain an ankle at the worst. Um, you know, but you can sort of see you can do a lot more damage jumping out of a locomotive at 15 miles an hour than a sprained ankle, bud. You gotta use the parachute fall. Skill issue, you you know. Yeah. Yeah. Braz, when was the last time you jumped off of anything? That's what I thought. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, so this is this is like a uh you can sort of see how all these train cars have completely shredded themselves into being completely unrecognizable. They're only going fifty-five miles an hour. Yeah, that guy, (laughs) that guy. Again, that guy was wrong. Um you know I'm having fun. The the interesting thing here is, of course, I I do not believe NTSB has chosen to look into this because there was no loss of life and there was only damage to property. Iron ore is basically inert, so there's not really environmental oh, so damage. So NTSB said property crimes aren't crimes. Got it. That's okay, right. yeah, cool. They did. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You heard it well, here yeah, first. Whatever. We think this one was cool, actually. Yeah. It is pretty cool. I mean, that that's a pretty fast derailment. So we don't know exactly what caused this. We might not ever know. 3D printed uh, derailer. Yeah. Yeah, it was... <laughs> sure. <laughs> like a whole line of them, though. Yeah, <laughs> all I can say is this is. Uh, it's like when you don't complete your your roller coaster and, and roller coaster tycoon, and you just send all your passengers to their death. I always like doing that. Yeah, th- this <laughs> this is sort of uh, I don't know. Th- th- this is the craziest derailment I've seen this year. Um, you know, and that's saying something considering yeah. East Palestine happened. This is this is by far the craziest thing I've seen in years, and we're just probably not going to learn anything from it. You know. Um, <laughs> Guy just straight up forgot to put the brakes on, you know. Well, possibly what happened was they were, this is sort of the rumor at the moment, is that while after they had replaced the knuckle or while the conductor was going back to place the knuckle, um, the engineer was um, trying to recharge the brake system so they could move the train back and put the train back together. And they wound up in this sort of limbo state mm. where there was enough pressure in the brake pipe that the brakes were releasing, but not enough pressure in the brake pipe that they could put the brakes back on. It's hmm. a weird this is sort of, no. Yeah, this is sort of, there's a lot of stuff there that doesn't quite add up either. Um, you know, because uh, theoretically you'd be able to put it back into emergency. Um, there's there's a whole lot of stuff here that does not make a lot of sense. And again, I don't know if NTSB isn't looking into it. I don't know that we're going to find out what happened. Um, Mystery train, ghost train, mm-hmm. ghost train, ghost train. I just ghost hope train. that somewhere there's like surveillance footage of it going by at 130 miles an hour. I would like to see that. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, well, no injuries, uh, no environmental damage. Uh, I guess we should never think about it or learn anything from it. Um, yep, I'm always anyway. saying this. Yeah. Uh, in other news. If this had only leaked a few hours later, you would have gotten the, the Ross Joker laugh mark, too. I, I, I don't know. I, I would just start screaming, uh, Trump, 
Tramp. Trumbo. Tramp. <laughs> Trump. Tramp. Orange uh, man. Troom. 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 America's America's wettest president. Um, once again, in a pickle, in a commotion. He's he is um, being arrested for paying off Stormy Daniels. Yeah, is, it, is it a crime to pay off a yes, porn star? It, yes, because it's uh, campaign finance, a thing we as Americans obviously give a shit about. Yes, it was like tax evasion too, or like uh, like an accounting sort of misdemeanor too, right? I I do like obviously the shit doesn't matter uh, because the rich are just going to do whatever they want, and nobody gives a shit about this stuff anyway. It is fucking hilarious that he's going to be arrested. Like, well, they, they, that's, yeah. that's very funny. I, I do think, and I've never said this before. Uh, I was not someone who really thought he was especially funny. I thought he could be funny in sort of a mean way. Mm. Uh, I think we give him Twitter back for as long as he's being like arrested. That's I true. need to see those yeah. tweets. I mean, he he does have Truth Social now. Uh, no, in which... I, I believe that Elon. Should, oh, he's un, isn't he unbanned and just won't use Twitter? Yes, unbanned, yeah. yes. And, and a fit of peak. What he said on Truth Social was, these thugs and radical left monsters have just indicated the 45th president of the United States of America and the leading Republican candidate, by far, for the 24-24 nomination for president. This is an attack on our country the likes of which has never been seen before. I don't know. Is, Fort Sumter was pretty high up there. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The USA is now a, th a third world nation, a nation in serious decline. So sad. So that's a lot of words, man. That's too many words. Yeah, yeah he's he's lost. He's kind of lost it here. Although I yeah. I do appreciate indicated. Um, yes, he's I... he's. He's nervous. He's panicked. And this is like one of three indictments that are coming down. Well, there's maybe. one that's actually much more serious because mm -hmm. his I, I don't know if you know this, uh, but you're not supposed to use your lawyers as tools to do crimes. I hear that. Uh your lawyers aren't be supposed to be committing crimes themselves. And uh, I believe a federal judge ruled that uh attorney client privilege no longer applies to yep. certain stuff for him. He's got like, like mm -hmm. he's got the classified documents out, thing. Yep, you know how bad you have to fuck up as a lawyer to get that shit taken away from you? Oh yeah. Real he's bad. Got, he's got the classified documents thing, he's got like potentially a couple of other Fed things, he's got uh, uh, like election tampering in Georgia, uh, where like right. the Atlanta state's attorney uh, yes, like yes. wants him bad for that, uh, and then he's got this one thing in New York. Uh, so, you know, he's just going to be bouncing around getting arrested, which is hysterical to me. It, it, it's I do not like the idea deserves, of, the, of, the, of the Trump, the Trump tour live from, live from San Quentin, it's Donald Trump. <laughs> well, as, as, as you've put in here, Justin, there is plenty of precedent for running for president while in prison. Yes, uh, he will be in the next Eugene Debs. <laughs> uh, one, 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 one man is not free. Is I am real. not free. Donald J. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to point out something interesting that the AI has done generating this image. Mm. Look at this man here, right? Yeah. And we see going down, going down his arm. 
police uniform, police uniform, police uniform, police uniform, sports yeah. coat. Oh. Yeah. Sport coat, one inch of linen. <laughs> I I kind of I genuinely have a little bit of affection for AI ass at times like this because like it all of the like Trump getting arrested AI art was very funny because it was the kind of dumb bullshit that was too dumb to ask a human to do, but also the ways in which it fucked up were almost charming, like the sport coat thing, or the patches, or like <laughs> any number of these things. I, I, I really like it. Um, getting arrested by well, the, yeah. the suit cop. The suit cop. Fucking menswear cop. It's like menswear <laughs> guy, but like he's been sworn in, and he's just like sewn a cop patch. Joseph A. St- Bank Police. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the it's men's like a wrestling house, but they're but they're warehousing I, humans. I will uh, say one of the other funny things that's happened is, uh, and I I think it's like funny simply in the context of fucking over uh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, mm. Disney working out that they could like uh, simply fuck over Florida uh, forever. Oh yeah, uh, and do it sort of in the dark uh, is extremely funny to me. This election's gonna uh, further uh, destroy the republic, but it is funny to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not I like we don't deserve it. We've had enough. I Tremendous think Trump content. Could win from prison. I think he could definitely win from prison. I think it'd be think, extremely yeah. funny. I mm-hmm. I um, do like the idea of uh, of 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 Trump like. Going into whatever low low security federal prison in Connecticut or wherever the fuck the club, one that Martha Stewart was fed. in, yeah, the one that Martha Stewart was in, right? Yeah. But like becoming a total jailbird, going full to cashy six nine on drug dealers, <laughs> like real, you know, having like Getting Donald Trump of third day, right? Like Donald yeah. Trump comes out, like stabs a reporter with a shiv and says, "Take me back." <laughs> <laughs> the I don't kind of like life on physique the that you get when it's like all upper body strength, no cardio. Right. <laughs> I yeah, I, I think I think he did. Like, the it's the like other that weird fantasy art his son posted of him like as a mix oh of Trump and Stone Cold God, Steve Austin. Jesus Christ! I mean, the I other thing like is that. like if he wins, uh, he could pardon himself, but which would be hilarious and bad. I think that it would, would be, be really funnier funny. if he just like refused to out of like spite and, and like, just decided pride. to Yeah, to like govern from prison as well. They have to like build an oval office in the prison. Yeah. <laughs> they oh, call me ten toes down Donnie. <laughs> yeah, the governing coalition of um the Republicans and the Aryan nation. But I repeat uh, myself. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> We all went for that one at the same time. That was easy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. We've done twenty six minutes of news. What else we got? Well, we have an actual episode. We have Uh, to talk about. Never mind. Let's keep talking about funny shit that won't happen. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I I don't like. I just this episode is just going to be me trying to put Matt Iglesias into a blender. (laughs) I just fucking hate that guy, dude. Mm. Um. All right. We got to start by asking, what is DACA? I don't know what is this build. What is this interior on the top right? This is magnificent. Oh, the this mosque. is the, it's a mosque. It's the Star Mosque in Dhaka. This is fantastic. Oh yeah, it's very good. Shit. Yeah. So Dhaka is it's the capital of Bangladesh. Has yep. a population of ten point two million people. Fucking which, Jesus. Which is bigger than Michigan. 
It's like an insanely like yeah, densely populated city, right? And it's also yes. like very okay. very low lying oh. and very susceptible to like. Uh, oh my god, it so, is bigger than Michigan. So, so so like the the climate of uh, hotter New Orleans uh, yeah. with the density of Hong Kong. Um, oh yeah, Dude, regular New Orleans is. I'm going there. I don't know. Yeah. The um, there have been urban settlements in this area since like the first millennium AD, but the Dhaka proper isn't founded until the 1600s under the Mughals, right? One of the uh, um, one of the most vulnerable cities in the world to climate change. Uh, I like, think so. Population yes. is very hot yeah. and low. Yes. Uh, yeah, a couple. You know, I put us put some buildings up here. This is the National Assembly Building. This was uh, designed by our very own Lu Khan. Of Philadelphia I like fan, it. it's a yeah, little it's, bit oh, like it's a really that's right. Good building. The, the square hole, the square hole, yes, the square hole. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, here, here's their national not, martyrs not the, monument, not the butthole got, or the mouth, but a secret third hole. Yeah. That's right. Square they got hole. a, they got their national football stadium. They also have, they play a lot of cricket there as well. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, a, a sister city of. Bucharest and also New York City. Um, this is right on the Ganges Delta, right? Am I correct in saying that? I think so. Uh, on that, but no, no, it's uh, it's it more not? inland than that. I thought it was right on the, the Delta. My bad. No, it's it's not. The Ganges in, is in India. Oh, this is weird. So I've got the wiki up. Lying on the Ganges Delta. Oh, that's okay. funny how how that <laughs> how that works. This post ah. has been fact checked by real Bangladeshi patriots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who you calling East Pakistan? Suck my fucking dick. Okay, <laughs> that's right. Um, you know what? It, it, lots of people live here. Like it's a real city. It's not like you know. I right. feel like when when you hear about these huge disasters in like foreign countries, you're like. Well, you know, oh, that's just what happens. Right. That's what no. happens in mm. some one of these foreign shitholes. It's like, nah, there's like a bunch of people who right. live there, you know. We said the same thing about right, we said the same thing about Bhopal. It's a city the size of Philadelphia that that the West, especially Union Carbide, treated like a garbage dump. And this is like 10 fucking million people. Like people have to live somewhere. That's the thing that pisses yeah. me off, right? It's like these and like we're gonna get there with Matt Iglesias, who uh, as the villain of this episode should be shot into the fucking sun. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, we talk about, like, I think there's a lot of, like, oh, it's just body count porn, basically, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Like, I don't love that phrase, obviously, but, like, oh, like, you know, those stupid, they're all on top of each other. <laughs> like, people have to fucking live someplace, man. And we talk people, about these people, death counts like they're fucking nothing. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, my God, look at how these people live and have an people apartment. People gotta live someplace. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, nicer it looks like a than nice a lot place of, to live. Yeah, it's, like, nicer know. than what you can get in New York City or London. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> much bigger too um air conditioning is probably not so reliable though uh no dude, I, this is this, you this do what they do like, in new orleans you just sit on the porch man yeah but this is not like uh you know i it, it this is not like some kind of like disaster show hellhole city it's it's a right. real place where people live you know it's uh hmm. it, it's it's not like um i don't know i and it wouldn't matter even if it were a disaster place, Hellhole City, because yeah. people are worthy of dignity and respect and help, yes. and not to be treated like cogs in a machine by, again, Matt Iglesias, who uh, should, you know what, no, I'm just going to say it, uh, have some sort of, get the bleep ready, uh, some sort of, like, chainsaw, like a Jackson Pollock painting is what I'm saying.
Sorry, yeah. Dev. Ah. I, I guess I guess the main thing to say is that like that kind of isn't a place that is solely like disaster city. That like right. everywhere is is like a full place, right. and this is like mm -hmm. a full place, and it's people like people live their know, full yeah. lives here. People yeah. are born here, live here, die here, worship here, have fun here, have terrible things happen to them here. Like that doesn't make it any less worthy. And I know that someone in the comments is going to be like, why are you being so sanctimonious? And it's just like, we're not. It's just that people love this body count porn shit with these countries. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, one of the major industries in uh, Bangladesh and Dhaka proper is the textile industry. Uh, oh, yeah. I put in a lot for this. And in fact, I can say it's not just one of the major industries. It is the it's major, the major industry. industry, right? Uh, yes. Bangladesh has a thirty-five billion dollar garment industry. Uh, it's is that the largest? In, is it the it, largest? It's like I the second or third number. largest after China, depending where oh, Vietnam does that year. Um, it's like eighty-five percent of the exports of Bangladesh are ready-made garments, um, of which like a fifth are t-shirts alone. Wow. Um, and the reason why it is that way is because um, after Bangladesh got independence from Pakistan. Uh, garment export was like a quick way for the government to make money, and garment export used to be very like deeply regulated by something called the 1974 Multi-Fiber Agreement, which imposed quotas on developing nations as to how much clothing you could export so as to not like destroy the manufacturing economy of the developed world. Um, this happened anyway, because it had certain loopholes, including Bangladesh, because when they were drafting it, they were like, fuck it, no one's going to make t-shirts in Bangladesh. Uh, they're going to make them in like South Korea, and we want to stop South Korea from making T-shirts. So, if you're a South Korean executive, what you do is you open a factory in Bangladesh, and that's what most most no, ah, fuck me, and that's what most notably Daewoo did. Uh, the same people who do the cars, giant Chaibol Corporation, um, yes. like opened factories in Bangladesh, uh, got around their export quota, uh, and then you, you know this sort of like set off this. Huge thing. Also, garment manufacturing in Bangladesh was nationalized um, up until, say it with me, privatized in the 80s and also deregulated oh, in the 80s. Um, all of which is like d deeply tied in with the uh, sort of like the one governing party since the military dictatorship ended, the Awami League, um, which is about as corrupt as you can imagine. Uh, there are like two dozen factory owners who are also MPs in Bangladesh. Um, Labor organizers have this way of like going missing, um, and uh, Bangladeshi labor remains some of the cheapest in the world, if not the cheapest. Yeah, and 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 textile manufacturing is one of those things which is very much uh, resisted mechanization in a way right. that a lot of other sectors haven't. Um, you know, it say, still is uh, very very labor intensive. I don't yeah. need to shoot an episode for or shoot a promo for our own podcast here. We are going to be doing a deeper exploration of this very thing of fast fashion, especially uh, on April's, whenever you hear this bonus episode, in case yep. you're, you're interested in that as well. But yeah, yeah I, I, can you talk more about the, the lack of mechanization and why is it just like, it's just cheaper to do it with humans or do we have a reason or. I have no idea to be honest. I'm, oh, I'm not, it's, I'm not sort of, it's, sort of, it's sort of both. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it's cheaper, but also there's a lot of like, finicky work and what you want to do is like separate out uh the kind of like more intricate operations with the like more uh sort of like scalable ones um 
Uh, and so, you know, Bangladesh is a good place to do both, to be honest. But like, especially for like luxury brands, one thing you can do is you do the like more easily like scalable stuff uh, offshore. And then you have like, you put like one or two stitches in it in Italy and then you slap a made in Italy logo on it or whatever. Um, uh, and, and like, evil. oh, it is. It absolutely is. Uh, and I, the biggest culprit here is the fast fashion industry, um, which is something that was born out of. Actually, uh, along with the multi-fiber agreement, this was another attempt to protect Western manufacturing. This was um, this uh, idea of quick response manufacturing, the idea that you have like very like short lead times, and you're able to like scale things up and down quickly. Um, instead of protecting Western manufacturing, this got offshored also, and so you end up with this business model where you're able to like like Shine or like um, Zara does, where you make thousands of different products in like small batches they sell out quickly so they seem exclusive when one sells you scale up the production you sell like thousands of them flood the market uh, and then you just rinse and repeat yeah th this work is all uh by and large it's you know it's done by women they're very very low paid um even considering you know the low wage scale in bangladesh right and you have lots and lots of these very small manufacturers they're subcontractors of subcontractors of subcontractors, right? So the actual supply chain is very hard to scrutinize. You know, just at some point, the stuff shows up on the shelves and don't think about it, yeah. right? Especially if you like, sure. if you don't want to scrutinize it, uh, which is you know right. a lot of a lot of like buyers certainly don't. Uh, if you're wondering about child labor, by the way, certainly used to be a thing in Bangladesh to an extent. I understand still is, but like one of those things that has been clamped down on to the extent that it is, like, getting better. But who's to say? And then, and then also, all this stuff is made out of cheap and nasty materials, right? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Uh, because that's, that's, like, also an imperative of fast fashion, that's why, like, it, it, it's shitty to work around, it's shitty to live around the manufacturing of. Leather is the worst, like synthetic leather, even real leather. Um, tanning is like nasty. Tanning is disgusting. Yeah. And you will get cancer, don't you worry. Yeah. Mm. Bank does a lot of it. Mm. You don't get something worse first. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, now we have to talk about oh, this picture here is um, supposed to be an example of one of the cleaner and healthier Bangladeshi textile mills. Um, oh, yeah, this is good practice, you know? Yes. Yeah. Got lights. You had space between the people. You had sewing machines and stuff, you know. Shit, it might even have a, a nice... fire exit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, like, wow. It's not even locked. They got a fan. God damn it. In a window. <laughs> um, they should be grateful. Why aren't yeah. they grateful? Now we got to talk about buildings. We're going to talk about the live load and the dead load, right? So w w when you're engineering a building, these are the two big loads you got to think about in terms of the actual structure, right? You have the dead load, and the dead load is the building itself, right? It's any permanent part of the building. The floors, can I, the can walls, I refuse the either roofs. of these loads? No, it's all oh, no, no loads refused. No loads or, can be refused. Yeah, otherwise <laughs> we're just talking about yurts, Alice. Yeah. Uh -huh. So the floors, the walls, the roof, structural members, anything that's a permanent part of the building is the dead load. Then you have the live load, right? Which is everything else, which is it's largely like supported by yeah, people, 
such as these Amish guys putting up this building. Mm. Um, that's a live load. Um, uh, obese you know, man riding an oh, extremely Rose. heavy bicycle. Rose, yes. there you are, top right. Look at you putting together that, that subframe. Oh, yeah. There he is. Hmm. Yeah, he's yelling, the... buy a fucking car, but this is a picture, <laughs> so obviously you can't hear it. Yeah. So... <laughs> You know, your live load is everything else. This is stuff that's supported by the floor. So it's the people, it's the furniture, it's the, I don't know, bookcases, it's machinery, it's whatever. Well, there's all the crap that's in a building, you know, yeah. filing cabinets. Um, what are people keeping yeah. buildings? You know, so live load ratings are different depending on the type of structure. So like in the United States, generally this is specified in pounds per square foot, which is a, a measurement that I'm sure will infuriate Europeans. Um, you no, know, it's but, infuriating me, man. <laughs> yeah. Residential buildings, for example, need to be able to handle about 40 pounds per square foot. Uh, International Building Code has lots of specifications for this, like uh, a garage is 40 PSF. A library stack is like 150. Heavy manufacturing is 250. Classrooms are 40. An armory is 150. So on it's and good so to know forth, that you right? can like easily repurpose a library as an armory and vice versa. Yeah, yeah. into yeah. yeah, talk to the Pennsylvania Railroad about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and this is uh, especially important where you're you know, you're dealing with things that are heavy, like machinery, heavy furniture, people, especially Americans, are very heavy. Um, <laughs> Oh, I gotta say it like that, yeah. man. <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta stop riding um, the catastrophically heavy bicycle. Yeah. Where'd you even get um, this thing? Where'd you get a tube frame made out of fucking osmium? You know? <laughs> I brought it from home! <laughs> and then machinery poses its own problems, right? Because it introduces cyclic loading, right? These machines, they start up, they shut down, they have moving parts. These introduce forces and vibrations into the structure that accelerates material fatigue, right? Um, this is a particularly a problem in buildings where, you know, your heavy stuff moves around, <laughs> you know, like, uh, like a parking garage, for example, but that's a different episode. That's um, why all parking garages are so ugly. Uh, that's why, well, that's why all parking garages are falling apart. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So buildings are built sort of as heavily or as lightly needed for their purpose that's why a lot of times you will see a factory or a warehouse repurposed into lofts or offices, but very rarely do you see an office or an apartment building repurposed into a factory. Um, oh, I don't like that. And then also in the United States, you know, manufacturing has been decentralized to the point where multi-story factories are uneconomical, but that's, that's another episode. Um, so with that in mind, let's look at the Rana Plaza. Oh, she's beautiful, isn't she? What a, what a gorgeous building. Oh, she's a looker. <laughs> well, yeah. What architectural oh, actually, style are we like putting this one this... into? What the hell is going on bottom left here? Am I missing something? There's there's like a sort of like a glass <laughs> bit. You can see like yeah. another angle of it in the next slide, I think. Man, oh, this thing look... would be sick as a Call of Duty map, I will say that. Yes. Mm. Um, so... Oh, it'll play Call of Duty. The reason, the what? reason why you think of Call of Duty is like this particular structure of, uh, like, concrete frame, like terracotta sides, because that's in every video game set in the developing world. Because that's what where all the fucking buildings look like. Like, yes, you can uh, use the same asset this... for South Africa, South America, 
uh, like whatever the fuck, because everywhere he uses it. It may yeah, not they're, shock they're the of... listeners to realize that I'm very stupid. <laughs> yeah, you have this sort of Rana Plaza here. Uh, that's the building we're looking at. Is um, it does have this sort of developing world style of construction, which is your reinforced concrete frame with terracotta block. Um, in this case, I think they just went for straight reinforced concrete for the whole thing, which is another option. But you see this sort of building, you know, again, everywhere in the developing world, right? You'll see this in India. You'll see it in Peru, in Uganda, in Greece, you know, mm-hmm. um, which recently became developing world. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you can see it in like more deprived bits of southern Italy, too. I mean, yes. like, yeah. Um, we it's also don't like have very heavily need... associated with like illegal construction, which is fun. Yes, uh, it's, it's cheap and fast. It's very, it's it's very cheap. It's very fast. It's reasonably durable as well. Um, Insulation is not good. A lot of aspects of it that are not good. The architecture is also frequently not good. Um, but you know, oh, we don't have this in the United States, main, mainly because we came up with the idea of light timber frame multi-story buildings. Um. And our day of reckoning for that has not come. Oh, but it will. <laughs> it will. It will. Um, yes, one day, one day, one of these uh, brand new five over one districts is just going to burn down all at once. And everyone's going to be like, how did we allow this to happen? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, here, here in Bangladesh, of course, it rains a bunch, which means these buildings start to look pretty ugly pretty quickly. But that's not like indi- indicative of a structural problem, right? I don't think this um, one was ever intended to look pretty either. I, I don't think. Right. So. Well, you know, he he did some. They put some. They put some glass on the front, and they got this embellishment on the front here. That's true. It says Rana Plaza and these big letters up in the front, and then like, well, we'll we'll get into the 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 four floors on top later. Um, <laughs> Great. So. This bro. guy, Mohammed Soho Rana, right? He's this sort of gangster thug guy with a lot of political connections, right? Oh, he 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 rides around on a motorcycle with his motorcycle gang. Um and he has this sort of dubious claim to a piece of land on the outskirts of Dhaka in a place called Saver, and he wants to put a building on there, right? Um, you have sort of these, again, you're developing world problems. People just put up buildings. There's not a lot of oversight into titles or deeds or anything. Uh, some ownership of land is kind of informal, but also Sohu Rana is just a big bully, right? And he gets adjacent landowners to cede their property to him just because, well, the police don't want to mess with them. Uh, no one has any recourse. Okay, put up the building, right? Mm. It's like helpful if you're in with the authorities that like do permits and zoning and stuff too, right? Yes. Which he was, he was absolutely. So, uh, this plot of land is kind of swampy, kind of miserable. Has a big pond in the middle of it, right? But it's on a major road close to the center of town, and he's got some big plans here, right? He's gonna build this building. It's gonna be a shopping center. It's going to have apartments. It's going to have offices, all in this neat and tidy four-story co- concrete building, right? Sure. And we love mixed-use zoning, right? Yes, we yeah. love mixed-use. Mixed-use zoning is always good. 
Yeah. Uh, this man is a, a true urbanist. Um, <laughs> this kind of smart, walkable, mixed oh, use, etc. Totally illegal in the United States. Yeah. 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 Don't Curious. worry though. We're our our day of Kindle reckoning is coming. Yeah. <laughs> we have sowed the wind, and we shall reap the whirlwind. By which I mean yeah. a bunch of our houses burning down, especially mm -hmm. mine. My so house is going to eat shit. <laughs> so this building was finished in 2006, right? Sure. But Rana, he's a wily fellow, though. He, he, he's a wily fellow. And he feels the tides of the economy changing. And he contacts his political buddies to get the permits changed. The Rana Plaza shopping center would now include factories. Oh, That's exactly Five what you want to hear, like above you when yeah, you're, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're, when you're well, shopping. Is, is like, yeah, you can go to the shopping mall to buy the clothes that were made upstairs. No, those are like the West. farm to table. Oh, farm to table, <laughs> but for cruelty. No, just hearing like a bunch of lathes and shit immediately yeah. above you, and you're like yeah. trying to buy like shoes or whatever. Yeah, mostly sewing machines. Mm. Thousands of sewing machines. What, what, what is a sewing machine but a, a, a lathe of fabric? A lathe for stitches. Yeah, bras. Mm. No, that's not how a lathe works. <laughs> yes, it is. Shut up. <laughs> a lathe removes material. Sewing machines add it. <laughs> so they'd be five factories, all making clothing for big Western brands, right? So mm -hmm. in 2011, construction bin begins on the upper four floors, and the final configuration of the building is five floors of textile mill on top of the shopping center and the apartments. Uh, the ninth floor was never completed, uh, presumably because of taxes. It seems like there's there's this real trend in in Bangladesh. I just just going through Google Maps, honestly, of um. You know, you leave the building unfinished, which uh, I know is like some some places don't charge you fully on property taxes until you you completely finish the building. So that's that's a strategy there. Um, mm. But uh, this is this is a problem, right? Because Rana has done exactly what we mentioned before is not common or acceptable or easy, which is converting a residential or commercial building to industrial use, right? Hey, well, that's the kind of ingenuity and like know-how and entrepreneurship that makes these countries the workshops of the world. This is true. This is the kind of this is the kind of can-do attitude that we just don't have anymore in our oh our woke God. society. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's see if we luckily the the vanguard of America down there in Arkansas is going to let those 12-year-olds die for country. Uh and for the ingenuity of working at the Tyson plant. So we're gonna we will have, we're, we're we have the, the finest mechanically mind. separated chicken you ever did see. Uh, and, <laughs> and with that, we will rebuild America and make us a great power once again, and so on and so forth. And then Donald Trump... That'd be cool. Sorry, if he kind of like, uh, yeah. no, if he if he like Bud Dwyer's himself on national that's TV, the I think funniest that's the funniest. No, the no, murder funniest. suicide of the debate, right? He pulls out a grenade and just like chucks it at Ron DeSantis. I think I think if he gets like indicted and he like goes for a cop's service weapon, I think that's maybe yeah, the funniest. Yeah, that's probably thing. Uh, pretty that would, funny. That would be pretty funny. Yeah. Oh, uh, then John Hinckley's himself. That would be all right. <laughs> All right, back so, on back on topic. Sorry. Now, 
textile mills don't have especially heavy equipment, right? It's mostly sewing machines and tables. But what they do have is a lot of people, right? So once this addition was completed, somewhere between 3,000 and 5,000 people worked in this building. In, uh, in the mo- one building? In the Jeez. one building. That's too many fucking people. Jesus yeah. Christ. Uh, right, now now I see why the the like slide you showed us is like the the best practice one. You've got like more than like a foot in between yeah. each table. Yes. For for comparison, each individual twin tower, you know, the nine eleven twin towers, had about seven thousand people clocking in each workday. <laughs> I don't even want to think about what this density looks like. It makes yeah. me want to throw up. A lot mm-hmm. of people work in this back, one sorry. building. <laughs> All right, well, we killed Liam. Reasonable. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm not feeling so good either, to be honest. Yeah. This is... It's it's pretty grim. Uh, I, I don't imagine there's a lot of light in this building either. No, um, no this is very much... Uh, this is very much just a cube. Um, mm, you can also see to, on this photograph here, you can see the rebar sticking at the top where they were oh, pretending that what to build that is? the ninth That's, floor. That's like not yeah. antenna. Oh, okay. It's not okay. antennas. No, that's rebar sticking out. You can see the adjacent Jeez. building too. They got the rebar sticking out of these columns because again, they're like, ah, the building's not finished. Don't tax us. Um. <laughs> the other, the other thing is based on the sort of like density and everything else. The thing I would worry about first of all, and this is this happened uh, contemporaneously. A couple of like really bad examples of this in Bangladesh and garment factories is a fire. Um, yes. because this looks like an absolute death trap, but the death trap I would be yeah. like most concerned about with, with a bunch of fabric lying around next to a bunch of machines that are running all the time is something catching light, you know? Oh yeah, or going full Isadora Duncan and just having the shit strangled out oh, of you. Oh Jesus, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, anyway. I'm pretty sure this is a different building. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- yeah, this is just I needed something to put in the slides, so I had a look. Um, <laughs> there you go. And yeah, we can change this in post. Yeah. I hope. <laughs> <laughs> There's not too many photos of the building uh, when it was no. standing. Well, it's a kind of um, like un- like unremarkable building is the other thing about it, and that's the sort of like damning thing. Is yes, you know, th- there's a- there's a ton of these, you know. Uh, and it, it's not particularly remarkable in that context, um, you know. Yeah, it's a very, very boring building. Um, so, Solarana's building operates without incident for a few years. You know, folks go in, they work their miserable jobs for long hours, they go home at night, right? But on April 23rd, 2013, workers heard this loud sound. It sounded like an explosion, right? And a bunch of cracks that appeared in support columns. Everyone was immediately evacuated from the building and sent home for the day. Wow, okay. Um, Now, this was also while there was this sort of general strike against the government going on, um, which is something I haven't... I I, I had a hard time finding details on. Like, I'm pretty sure it was anti-ruling party. um, Mm. But because, of course, uh, our our boy Rana is... uh, Pro ruling party, he he. Everyone had to come in, um. But on this particular day, everyone gets sent home. Um, now that evening, uh, an engineer inspects the building, 
He look, takes one look at the columns. He's like, I'm getting the fuck out of here. It's not fit for <laughs> That's occupation. How you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Building's in imminent danger of collapse. I see. Uh, live in a building that was deemed unfit for human habitation. <laughs> Rana is like unfazed, right? I uh, bet he is. That, yeah. mm, that motherfucker. The press comes around to film the building that night and he shows the journalist the cracks and he's like, this is just problems with the plaster. This has nothing to do with the building, right? Okay. Um, so it, this is no serious structural problem. Now, it should be noted that if you hear loud sounds and cracks in the plaster appear, that is an indication that structural members are moving around, right? Which is generally not something you want in a building. You want everything to stay still. Um, but e e even if that were the case, Rana was still lying because the whole building was raw concrete. Didn't have plaster. These are just cool. huge structural cracks. Right. There was another thing I found, which is that when workers like asked about this the next day, the like the local authorities, I think the mayor or like the local MP, like essentially told them, Yeah, it's fine. It's safe. We looked into it and it's yeah, we, it's looked, safe. we looked at it. Yeah. I looked at mm. it and just like, yep, that looks like a pretty solid like building. Flatly mm. a lie. Um it's made of concrete. You know how strong concrete is? Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, there's these big problems. Um, and the next day, uh, no one in the shopping center goes to work. The shopping center's closed. The apartments are evacuated. The offices are evacuated. The textile mills tell everyone to show up. Of course. So they do, right? Um, now, DACA does not have consistent electricity, right? There's lots of power outages. There's brownouts, often dozens in one day. So lots of buildings are equipped with these large and heavy diesel generators. They can spin up in seconds if there's a power outage, so work can continue largely uninterrupted, right? And this building mm -hmm. was equipped with a few of those generators, right? Yeah, the, the, they put them in the ground floor or a basement? No, uh, they put them on a roof. Ah. Uh. Well, you know, they got to exhaust somewhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, personally, I think that'd be like a pipe or something, but, you know, uh, it's not expensive. an engineer. It's expensive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Hi, it's Justin. Uh, so this is a commercial for the podcast that you're already listening to. Uh, people are annoyed by these, so let me get to the point. We have this thing called Patreon, right? The deal is, you give us two bucks a month, and we give you an extra episode once a month. Uh, sometimes it's a little inconsistent, but, you know, it's two bucks, you get what you pay for. Um, it also gets you our full back catalog of bonus episodes, so you can learn about exciting topics like guns, pickup trucks, or pickup trucks with guns on them. The money we raise through Patreon goes to making sure that the only ad you hear on this podcast is this one. Anyway, that's something to consider if you have two bucks to spare each month. Uh, join at patreon.com forward slash WTYP pod. Do it if you want. Or don't. It's your decision and we respect that. Back to the show. So 
Anyway, 24th of April, 2013, the shopping center was empty. Across. The apartments had been evacuated. The five textile mills had ordered their employees back to work, threatening to withhold a month's wages for anyone who didn't show up. Oh, suck my fucking dick, you monsters. God damn. Well, they had to, they had to fill this big order for some fast fashion bullshit. Mm, of course. So the workers showed up, and that morning the power went out. And the generators turned on. Now, workers in this building had noticed for a long time that the whole building would shake and shudder when the generators turned on. And no one was particularly confident about the structural integrity of the building, except for uh, our boy Rana. Sohul Rana, yeah. who was at this time in his office in the basement, right? So the building started, as usual, to shudder and shake. But this time, the shaking didn't stop. Um, everyone noticed something was up here, and the workers ran for the exits, but there was basically no time to escape, right? Oh, the whole Christ. thing collapses in, like, less than two minutes. Um, some people jumped out of windows, and most of them died. Most of them got caught up in this tangle of reinforced concrete, and God knows what else. They got crushed and mangled and maimed in lots of nasty ways, right? Yeah, you um, get like a diesel generator landing on you or whatever. Yeah, no thanks, um, bro. Yeah, you get impaled mm. on rebar. Um, yep. This this particular photo, I don't think, really shows the scale of the destruction because uh, what you're looking at here is the back of the building, right? And then there's a property line here. This is the adjacent building. And then the actual footprint of the building, you can sort of see, goes forward out to here. And you can see eight stories has compacted into the space of about three stories. Um, you can sort of see the front frame of the building in there, the decorative frame. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's gone poorly. Um, and this is like pretty much purely down to like excessive load, right? That's not just like... straight up excessive load. Yeah. Jesus okay. We're not like it, it implicating any other like design or like manufacturing or anything. It's just you put too much shit in the building and it fall down. Well, well, there's definitely a design issue here. Is is they added five stories that they weren't supposed to add and it wasn't designed for. Funny how that works. Um, the foundation was not designed for that amount of load. Um, the ground was not necessarily capable of holding that load ground. without a better designed foundation. Um, you know, so it was built on top of a pond, right? Yes. No. That's not to say you can't do that, but you have to engineer for it. Mm. Um, which this guy, this guy did not do. I mean, do we know anything about like, does he have an architect? Do, do you need an architect? Was the, I mean, the how... same engineer who designed the building and the additions, um, the engineer who designed the additions was the one who fled the building and saying, get everyone out. Oh, cool. um, I okay. do know that uh, there was also an architect involved on the first four floors, um, but he was not involved on the subsequent four floors. Oh, terrific. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he was implicated in this disaster for a bit and he was like, I, I told them not to do it. <laughs> what yeah. can I say? They're, they're <laughs> like, I, I've seen them building this four times. We can do, we can just like copy and paste, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. So yeah, this, this building sort of pancakes into a very small space. Um, here we can see several floors, which are now 
less than two feet high. Yeah. <laughs> Don't like when the building is a crumple zone. Yes. So you're sort of looking at a situation where, like, uh, you know, this this building, by the way, is probably two thirds concrete and one third humanity. Uh, just just on Fuck. account of how many people were working in there. Mm. So this 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 building collapsed. It's very loud. Lots of people noticed it happened, and you know they sort of um, you know thousands of locals run out to help instantly. Um, but it's very very difficult to navigate the wreckage, right? You can't yeah, I mean, clear out you these don't... huge you can't clear out these huge pieces of concrete by hand, right? Right. You know, you just have folks sort of squeezing into these narrow passageways in the rubble to help people out. Some of the rescuers get trapped in the rubble in the process. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you, I read about like uh, you know, people trying to do what is a complicated like urban search and rescue thing and like sandals and you're like yeah man trying to pull off superman shit with no tools available to you yeah for sure yeah the injuries people get are like really heavy like blunt bodily trauma stuff yeah Yeah, it's real nasty shit you know you got the blood and gore and entrails everywhere you got a guy trapped under the wreckage who's still living but like he's got like intestines falling out all kinds Uh, of nasty stuff um, <laughs> and it's very, very hot in there just because of the amount of body heat, you know, and then, you know, friction from the collapsed building and just ambient heat because it's Bangladesh, right? Right. Um, one of the things they do is they, they, they use sheets of fabric from the buildings, like improvised slides to get victims out. Oh, Jesus. Um, that, another that, thing that, that want, guy is wearing washing up gloves. Yes. Yeah. The other thing they do is there's lots of people trapped under the wreckage, but like only a limb is trapped or something. So uh, there's lots and lots of these improvised amputations without uh, anesthesia uh, to get uh, people out from under the wreckage. Eh? It's real, real nasty stuff. Well, I can't uh, wait to hear for I, for one, can't wait to hear what Matt Iglesias has to say about this. Mm, yeah, I have some improvised amputations in mind myself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to. I'm gonna separate his head for the rest of his body. Um, it, it, it's it's real difficult to under uh, overstate how nasty the situation was, right? It was yeah. kind of, uh, you know, just just uh, the, you the ain't sort lying, of, dude. Jesus, yeah, fuck. Like the uh, the there, there's much more gory accounts than anything I can say. If you want to go look them up, um, you fucking depraved freaks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then there's this sort of low level cover up by local officials, right? Um, there's lots of international assistance offered for the uh, rescue and recovery effort. And they're like, nah, we can handle it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And they decline this assistance repeatedly because God forbid anyone find out what's going on inside these textile mills. Um, yeah. And these national prestige bro. thing too. Uh, yeah. Like um, you want to be able to say like, no, we've, we've got it. We've yep. got like the we're, military we're, and the emergency services yeah, we, on it. We're not a basket case. You're a basket case. <laughs> yeah. We're not suspended. You're suspended. <laughs> so the, these rescuers who are largely ill-equipped, a lot of them don't have any kind of PPE or anything. They don't have the equipment they need to do the job. They're the ones doing the job. Um, and so the rescue effort is slow. It's haphazard. Not especially they put, effective. 
they apparently also try and call it off a bunch of times early. Uh, the government yes. sort of like gets their that's dust their hands and goes, "Well, nobody's left alive in there, so don't worry about it." Um, uh, the uh, last that's, that's living heinous. person they pulled out of the wreckage was 17 days after the uh, collapse. I'm gonna kill Jesus. somebody. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> uh, final toll here: eleven hundred and thirty-four people killed. 2,500 injured, and those injuries were mostly very bad. <laughs> and mostly amputations. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So, like, this is a third of a 9-11. Yes, like. this is yeah. a third of a 9-11, yeah. Um, in a small building. <laughs> sort of one of the things that gets me there is, like, this is not that big of a building. Like, right. this is... And there's, there's this like... Is, Hundreds, thousands of these just in like one city. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I, I, I feel very strongly about uh, you know this kind of shit is about to make me a like a, a Maoist third worldist, right? And that we've yeah. sort of successfully managed to just offshore all of this stuff that used to happen in oh, in sure, our own countries. Yeah. Um, you know, uh triangle shirt waist, all the rest of it. And we'll we'll talk about that at some point, I'm sure. Um and just put it like just far enough uh like out of sight for most people not to worry about it or be bothered by it. Um yeah, and exactly. in, in in return we get sort of fast fashion or whatever. Some leech state theory we get uh like enough treats to, you know Keep everybody who's who's yeah, labor is exploited people, here, right? uh, you know, gets gets enough treats, um, and yeah, yeah. Uh, this this is sort of like the the sharp end of it, right? Yeah, and you know, the thing, thing that sort of gets me is like, it's not too much more expensive to put up a building that doesn't fall down. No, right. um, it's more sustainable because you don't have to like yeah. shift all of the production. I mean, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. You know? Like that's not the imperative. The imperative <laughs> is to like cut costs all the time. Yes, right. but also like it's not that expensive to put up a building that doesn't fall down. No. <laughs> it's it it, it it hurts you in the long run if the building falls down. Um, yeah, but it, like, as we know, capitalism doesn't do long term. It it only right, does short term, and it like uh, right. you know, like in fact, it penalizes long term. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um, and so it's it's just able to keep immiserating. Um, yep. and we'll, we'll get to sort of like the argument that capitalism makes for itself in a couple of slides time. But it just it, it badly depresses me to think of the fact that this is like. The way it is for most of the world by population, right? So we can get more treats, and yeah, so like the people who are being exploited here can get more treats. Obviously, I think this is it. Obviously, an a indictment. Uh, I'm sorry, an indicated of capitalism. <laughs> I, I am spelling it wrong. Yes. Uh, but yeah, I mean that's this is the thing, right? Is that we? I feel like on this show we try to uh, emphasize the humanity of all people. Like poor people mm. deserve nice things too, but like. The exploitation of workers is gruesome. It never ends. Capitalism is not the solution. And um, I, I hope that these people have a nice time. Yeah. Obviously, well, it, it, it's the idea like... of field amputations like it's the goddamn civil war because people are just trying to feed their fucking families is, is just heinous and grotesque. It's this this wedge that's been sort of like knocked in between the sort of like the the working class of developed countries and the working class of developing countries. Um, right. And... It's it's brutal, and like thinking about the, the, the idea that like in aggregate, like 
the average person, if you like, picked at random, this is closer to their idea of work than uh, yours or mine. Your stupid email job that doesn't yes. matter, right? Yeah, for sure. Is this a Dewalt Salzal down here? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, wow. They weren't kidding when they said they were ill-equipped. Um... <laughs> yeah, the guy yeah. coming towards you for your like, field amputation, he's got like a Harbor Freight hacksaw. No, no. It's like, you're, you're going to need like, me. a couple of me. those. Believe me, yeah. I'll take my chances. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, man. <laughs> And th this, this for the service of like fast fashion bullshit that you're gonna throw out that ends up in a landfill. Sure, looks horrible anyway. Yeah. It looks like shit. You're gonna wear it twice, and then it's going directly, like it's being dumped directly into a Nazca line. Yes. Right. Thanks, Greenpeace. Never buy clothes again. Yes. Oh wait, that was a different thing that Greenpeace ruined. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, I, I'm sorry. My vendetta against Greenpeace is back. Hmm. The French didn't go too far enough, Alice. Yeah. No, I want to go full hair shirt on this one. You know, yeah. never, That's never purchase anything, never consume products. No. Um, kill yourself and everyone around you. I, I don't yes. know. Yeah, it's... yeah, I, yeah, I keep saying it. Uh huh. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we're thoroughly so, depressed, I assume yeah. this guy is. Oh, never, never mind. Yeah. So, it, it, there's this guy Ishmael uh, Ferdus. He's a he's a, a photojournalist, right? And he took some images of the aftermath. A lot of it that made it in the press were like images of labels because they were for all these like American brands. Um, yeah. United Colors of Benetton was the major one I remember. Yes, and then you had um, like some Walmart brands. You had Primark. You had um, Prada, Gucci, stuff like that, right? Mm. Uh, this is the one that sort of stood out to me, which is you know they just print on there it's union made in new york right um and i kind of like well that's fucked probably not it doesn't seem to be no. the case um uh, you know you, you so cannot win with this shit at all like yeah. a, a decent chance of you try and like buy something manufactured ethically it just isn't and they're lying to you right yeah yeah there 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 there's no ethical consumption under capitalism even if you oh, try, man, that's, except for, that's the except thing. Like for the guts of Mataglasius. Yeah, the, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism. Often used as a kind of excuse for why you should purchase things. Seldom understood as a sort of nihilist statement of despair. Mm -hmm. <sighs> and like it, it, the yeah. other thing, the other thing about the Nazca line thing, and I'll, I'll talk about this when we do the fashion episode, is that the the production of all of these things is completely uncoupled from demand. You right. not buying it doesn't they're mean do they're not anyway. going to make right. it. They're, no, they're going to do it anyway. Yeah. This is like a, it's like a sort of a, a net being trolled, right? Like making a bunch of sort of like low volume, uh, like quick response, different products to see which one takes off. It doesn't, it doesn't matter whether you buy it or not. It's just going right. to exist in the world. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't work, they'll keep making new things until something, you know, pops off and then they'll keep making new things after that. What's the logic of dumping it in the desert, though? Are they like, well, maybe we'll come back and use it one day? I... <laughs> no, it's just cheaper. Yeah. It's it, like they did with the ET is... video, the, the ET Atari game. Yeah. Yeah. Landfill was expensive. Uh, and, you know, if anyone asks any questions, you can do the sort of like disposal 
uh, sort of like flip side of this coin and be like, yeah, we we certified the disposal of this. I saw this story about how a bunch of sneaker manufacturers had been um, like housing. Oh, we recycle the sneakers, like send kids to school or whatever. Uh, you know, we t we we turn this material into like athletic track for like young athletes or whatever. Um, and and then a great piece of investigative journalism, they just put some trackers in the shoes that they sent into this, um, and found all of them being like resold in the Philippines. Um, and uh, fuck, cool. at least resale is better than just dumping them. But like, yeah. it's all like this, you know? Right. It, right. Like, I I don't mean to sort of like say, oh, you should never try and like consume sustainably because it's all futile, right? What I'm saying is that uh, capitalism is a poison and any attempt to do green capitalism, sustainable capitalism is always going to be like fucking it's alive, entangled right? or, or with... At best, yeah. a band-aid, but not a meaningful one. Exactly. It needs yeah, root what and branch we're saying structural is... radical reform oh, starting don't, 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 with don't, don't Matt Iglesias. Oh, okay, you said okay, it. Alright, okay, cool. Okay. Now Dev has to censor both of us. Hey, Dev. Hope you're having fun there. I, 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 hope, I hope for tactical micro-bleeps. Alright, so... Have limited number of YouTube community strikes we can get. We still got three, right? <laughs> yeah, we haven't gotten... We almost got one. Yeah, we got one for some bullshit. Yeah, we uh, got one for, for, for being anti-vax, apparently, which we're yeah. not. Uh, can we um, talk about this schmuck but, and how I hope he has a nice time, hopefully at the business end of a 38? Well, first we got to talk about a different schmuck who we hope has a nice time. Um, oh, no, I was but, talking yeah. about the guy on the next slide. We'll, okay. we'll get to the other guy at the business end of a 38. Okay. So, Cool. Our boy Rana, he was in mm. the building when it collapsed. He's short as shit, dude. Mm. And he crawled out and ran for the border. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, they got him at the like Indian Bangladeshi border. Um and he and like 40-ish other people got charged with yeah. a variety of things, including murder. Um yeah. I, I uh, will say. I mm. love this arrest photo. If for no other reason than the guy in the back wearing sunglasses looks oh, yeah. baffled as to why he's there. I don't know. I, <laughs> oh, I think oh, police. Just whoa, hey, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. I, I, was, uh, I just I was know. tricking. I think, I, think he's, I think he's mugging for the camera pretty good, actually. Yeah. 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 yeah this <laughs> is serious. This like, Donald my, my service pistol is, is this man's back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, 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 Rana, he got like, they convicted him of tax evasion on like building the building he got like three years in prison for that the murder trial uh that only restarted last year and then stalled again um after what like nine years jesus he every other defendant there are like 40 of them you know like minor officials the fucking the engineer shit like that all of them except him are out on bail have fled the country or are dead um and he's just like in jail indefinitely his lawyer says he wants a trial. The like families and of the like, you know, bereaved people and the you know the victims they want a trial. Someone doesn't want a trial, so I don't know what kind of like collusion or like fucking corruption be, is being would, right. Embarrassing shit that would come out or mm -hmm. illegal shit, obviously. Yeah, but it's it's just sort of like in limbo at the moment and is likely to remain so indefinitely. He's not having a great time, but. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, he's he's sort of like um, played this sort of like game of politics and has come off with you know stay in jail forever, which is yeah. 
you know, not as much as he deserves, but more than, you know, you might expect. Joey, have you ever been in a Bangladeshi prison? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do like, like I said, the facial expressions in this photo are, are incredibly amusing yeah. to me. We've got everyone in here just knows- woke up. Right, yeah. guy, guy who's been drinking for 14 straight hours uh wearing sunglasses guy looking down with utter contempt at uh our boy rada here uh very professional beret clad uh i assume lifer cop uh mm. and then the guy hopefully wearing one of his own shirts who uh again hopefully off camera will be staring down the business end of it sometime soon okay. <laughs> So I assume labor conditions improved and Americans stopped doing horrible things. Oh, and buddy. We... Oh, oh buddy. I, I put together a few things about this one. So uh, in, in sort of like the aftermath of this and a couple of bad fires the year before and, and that year, um, Obama suspended Bangladesh's preferential tariff, which was sort of like a big deal economically. Um, and this sort of worked, um, you know, thanks Obama. Uh, because it led to the 2013 Bangladesh Accord, which is a five-year sort of like structured framework, which ended in 2018. Um, it's like a legally binding sort of like reform thing on buyers, um, and you can check and see which brands signed it because a lot didn't. Um, most notably, like uh, American ones, but like Walmart didn't sign it. Levi's, Target, Gap, uh, Disney, IKEA. Um, uh, that that's but, not our problem. That's a that's a problem that was caused by a subcontractor of our subcontractor. Well, yeah, exactly. That wasn't yeah. us. <laughs> they were afraid yeah. that they might have to like have some actual liability for any of this Human shit. Human rights. Yeah. <laughs> Kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so a, a whole Sorry. lot of no, it's fine. So a whole lot of like frameworks and accords and commissions went into uh, the Bangladesh ready-made mm-hmm. garment industry. Um, and now, as a you know, result of these things, there are a lot of articles from McKinsey and IFC sucking themselves off about how well all of the frameworks and accords and commissions are working. Um, as to whether or not they worked, I don't know. Uh, exports of ready-made garments from Bangladesh have more than doubled, still going up. It's um, Bangladesh is on track to become like a sort of like middle-income country pretty soon. Uh, so quite possibly things have gotten materially better, but this is still very much the sharp end of international capitalism, and the real shit remains activists on the ground. I highly recommend um, uh, sort of a pressure group called the Clean Clothes Campaign. Uh, I would like us to put a link to their website in the description. You can donate to them, and you should. Um, I like how I said that like I was going to do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's technically um, my job, and I was forget. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but sort of like they're, they're they're good along with a bunch of others, including the uh, the ILO um, and like various like labor groups at pressuring companies. And because the best thing you can do in this case is um, is actually on us, right? Uh, if you if you pressure a Western buyer to be like. Hey, why are you killing people in order to sell me clothes? They are more likely to respond to it. They uh, they care more about your purchasing power than they care about their labor power. And uh, there's still no official monument to this disaster. Oh, cool. Uh, the only monument that exists is one that was put up by the Communist Party of Bangladesh. You can see it here, very traditional, you know, mm. sort of two hands holding the hammer and sickle. It's right up in front of the building. Or where the building once stood, 
right on the road. Um, and the government's trying to demolish it, but there have been like these sort of human chain protests preventing them from doing that for like years now. Um, yeah. I mean, obviously this is sort of a focal point for issues in the whole industry. Like there were like two days of rioting in like three cities across Bangladesh after this happened. Yes. Um, oh, it's also during a general strike when this happened. So, well, you know, hmm. Uh, if nothing else, the working class of Bangladesh seems to be pretty well organized. Yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing about like you know half jokingly being a Maoist third worldist is you know uh, a lot of these people are communists and uh, the 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 communism is very acute because you can get the sort of like experience that as a Western communist you have to go back to the early twentieth century to get of yeah they just kill you like a lot more. Um, yeah. Mm. Then our, our other boy, who we mentioned a couple times earlier, <laughs> writes an article. Oh boy. This is for, if, I want to say Salon, it might have been Slate. Salon or no, Sal it was Salon, for Vox. Was it? Which no, at it that couldn't time have been for Vox. His, wait, was it Salon? I, it's got a, it's got I, a yeah. my S on it, so it's yeah, one of the two. Salon, Vox was founded in 2014. Anyway, our boy Matty Iglesias says... Um, Different places have different safety rules, and that's okay. Yeah, um, this is um, because Matt Iglesias is the dumbest and most venal motherfucker um, on the face of the earth, and in any just world, his egg-shaped head would be into a marinara. But his rationale yes. here, the reason why it's okay that you know different places have different safety rules and that's okay. Your worth as a human being is your socioeconomic status. Yeah, I mean, that's, it, that's is, it. It's, it's sort of like a, um, I guess you would call it like a capitalist Menshevik position, which is um, sort of Western social democracy is the highest state of, of politics, but in order to get there, you have to progress through all the previous forms. The article is still up, actually. Yes, of course it is. If, um, yeah, I... It's entirely appropriate for Bangladesh to have different and indeed lower workplace safety standards in the United States. Drives innovation uh, and it like facilitates the rising tide that lifts right. all boats of incomes right, going right. up and no. quality of life going There's up no and then you become There's Sweden. There's no excuse for this and Matt Iglesias should be f building. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm usually a, pro free speech, but I'm not for him. <laughs> we have a limited number of community strikes we can Sorry. go well, my, my, my question to this sort of narrative is if the intent is to raise standards of living, where are you going to offshore the labor to next when it gets too expensive in Bangladesh when the people start wanting things? Sri Lanka! It's not that expensive to build a building that doesn't Good. fall down. Yeah. Well, this Having is this is why this sort of like is not hard to do. <laughs> I mean, well, this is this is why the sort of the liberal view of this is this is a success story of like international pressure and international regulation. To which bullshit. No, it isn't. Um, yeah. It's not a success story because this happened no. in the first place. And the, exactly. it is. What, what's the fucking grapes of wrath line? There's a failure here that outweighs all our successes. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, yes. Uh, Pure fucking evil, dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, I, I would like to see Matt Iglesias put in a shift in any of these places. Um, yeah. Yeah. At gunpoint, ideally. Yeah. It's, it, 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 well, it, you don't, it's you don't just, tell it's... Alice that we have a limited number of YouTube strikes. 
I listen. I, she didn't I didn't directly threaten his life. I don't <laughs> think that I directly threatened him. <laughs> <laughs> if I don't laugh, I will throw my monitor on the ground. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, so, uh, I I do actually have something to say that's not just a death threat, which is that please. capitalism exists to sort of squeeze the life out of you, which we know. I'm not saying anything that anyone listening to this podcast hopefully doesn't know by now. But one of the things that they want you to forget is your humanity and not just your humanity, but other people's humanity. These are working people who are just trying to feed their fucking families in the situation they've been given. They didn't. No one would voluntarily work here like if another better paying job were available. Like it's not these people should not be treated as disposable. I can't believe I have to fucking say those words that apparently I do. Uh, capitalism exists to squeeze the fucking life out of you in exchange for profits when you see shit like this it's perfectly okay to harass and annoy and and yell at people like matt iglesias or whatever fucking democrat or republic senator in arkansas who wants you know the 13 year old down the street whose mom is working three jobs minimum fucking wage to chip in and work down at the tyson plant or chip in and work in the mines get black lung at 28 you should be pissed off you should stay pissed off at these fucking people they have nothing to offer you uh, obviously capitalism will by, by gun or by not gun be defeated. Eventually the revolution will come God willing. Uh, but in the meantime, when people push this bullshit nonsense on you and deprive children and workers of their humanity, uh, and that extends to the shit we see going on in Tennessee right now with trans people, it's your mm-hmm. duty as a fucking human being, not just as a lesson, as a fucking human being to get mad at these people and fucking make them feel scared to run their fucking mouths in public. There, yeah. and I did it without a single death sign. Well done. <laughs> Bravo. Yes. The only thing I can say after after reading this article is like, you know, exceeding This isn't even floor, an article, even. It's like a listicle. It's like three paragraphs. It's like three paragraphs. Of the, of the worst shit I've ever read. Yeah, he put it out the day of. Uh, the only thing I can say is exceeding the floor loading of a building is not a safety rule. It's just stupid. Mm. Um... By by all counts, it's like, okay, you want to put up the building so it can do the things you want it to do. And when you're putting up the building, because, again, it would be a very marginal extra cost to have done this building right, which uh, our boy Rana decided not to do. Um, it's just the, 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 the stupidity and the short-sightedness of the whole thing. And then, and then like, Maddie coming here and trying to justify it in some fashion is or is is incredibly stupid disingenuous and, and, disingenuous. and, and ridiculous mm. yeah ridiculous Please i mean walk. warning upstairs keypad battery low hey guys i can't uh, control that corinne did that in the middle of recording you need less computers in your house liam no i'm a tech <laughs> enthusiast not a tech not not not, a, not an engineer I thought like, you were yeah. the kind of like I have one piece of technology in my home and it's a printer and I have a gun in my hand all the no, time. No, I'm the dumb version of that. Some noise. Okay, yeah, kind of I've tech put, guy. I don't know. I, I I don't think you could make a case say saying that um it's good that buildings collapse actually no um, because that just happens sometimes when it's such a small marginal uh, cost to oh not God. have this happen. Um, yeah, it just mostly doesn't happen. It's not even breaking a rule because yeah. it's the kind of thing you wouldn't yeah. really think to put as a rule. It's yeah, just sort of it, the essence of what a building is. Right. Yeah, the, the building shouldn't... There, there's a reason why safest houses is an expression. Um, 
This is not actually, supposed to happen. I actually have something to add here, Please. which is that this dumb contrarian mainstream neoliberal shit where it's just like, well, you know, it's okay that this is happening and that's fine. And like, don't like the don't worry about it mentality, basically. Uh, I I imagine that like there are things I have like there are things in my life I have to not worry about in order to like not kill myself right and I think that that's basically mm. an effect of late stage capitalism. Sure. But no, you should be fucking worried about your fellow man. Like it's not that's not okay. Like that sort of twee bullshit language. Like the, obviously the 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 proposition itself makes my blood boil, but that like condescending smarmy Georgetown mainstream trash factory bullshit think think uh what's it called think tank nonsense no that's why these people should get harassed off twitter at the very least uh, have you have you thought about how many people capitalism has lifted out of poverty though uh yeah oh, congratulations we went from averaging two dollars a day to 250 a day Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I yeah never believe a statistic you didn't make up yourself i took stats yeah <laughs> no it's cool though we we raised up a whole new generation of people in a lot of countries to like um exploit others yeah, it's great. And then, yes. then eventually, like, there, there won't be, like, a bottom to that anywhere. We won't find that. Um, and especially we can't, you know, think of that as a tendency of the rate of profit to fall or anything like that. Um, no. No, it's going to be yep. fine. It's going to be fine gonna forever. We're going to go back in time and execute Jay Gould. Can I say that on the show? Every country is, Possibly. like, on the path to become Sweden. Uh, and it just requires a certain amount of um, like building horrifying deaths and building yeah. collapses. What about snooze? Also snooze, but yeah, the snooze yeah. can come last. It's it, it, you I, know I depends do on the like material the idea of 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 Bangladeshi workers working out like snooze. I mean, like fast fashion snooze, whatever that looks like uh, in the <laughs> realm of the absurd. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just I'm just furious. I mean, I have no mm. other words for it. And I, I, it's easy to get burned out with this shit as we talk about all the horrible stuff that happens either on the goddamn news or, or whatever. But I, I, I can't express enough how important it is to stay fucking pissed off at these people. Like your, your mm. anger, if done right, is the thing that will keep you alive. Can I, can I mention at this point? Please. Uh, you may be asking yourself, but what about compensation for the victims? Um, I'm about and to the answer I'm about is to throw this monitor on the ground. Uh, no, no. Um, I, what do you I mean, mean no? what do you no? No, what do you mean no? Well, uh, a couple of brands offered compensation. A uh, Primark offered two hundred dollars per family uh, if you were able to provide DNA evidence of I your relative's death in the collapse. So, don't bother. Don't bother. Mm. Just. Like that's 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 worse than just saying fuck them. I would yeah. rather you spit in my face than do that. Of the eat, um, eat th the there shit is, out of my ass, Primark. Th there is a, a compensation fund. Um, there are twenty eight brands that uh, you know contracted for garments in Rana Plaza, and uh, seven of them contributed to it. It's wow. um. It's about like from this article from uh, 2014. It was it was at that point about 40 million dollars short. I so. I'm, I got nothing. You know, all I can say is there's a book, uh, "Wretched of the Earth" by Franz mm. Fanon, which has yeah, only become CIA more agent. yeah mm -hmm. only become more relevant over time. Uh, <laughs>
All right. Let's uh before I blow a blood vessel, let's just yeah. do the fucking um, yeah. Sixth third. Yeah. We have a segment on this podcast called <laughs> <laughs> I jumped the gun. I'm sorry. Whatever, dude. We almost Safety, got it. Safety third. What am I looking at? <laughs> oh, Paul. That, that's the, okay. that's yep. the thing, Richard. Yeah, that's that's, that's the contraption. That's the contraption. It's the doohickey. What do you that's want? The what like, you call it? Yeah. Now we had a long discussion on Twitter a while back about what is uh, what is a doohickey? What is a what you call it? What is the thing, Bob? Was I, I banned for Twitter for that discussion? Mm, possibly. Yeah. Um, no, this is more recent than that. Anyway. I don't know. I don't pay attention. Hello, Justin, Alice, yay, Liam, and guest. Shut the mm. fuck up. No guest. Here's a safety third that involves don't go in the hole. and risks. Oh, I love not of, going in the hole. Risks mm. of imminent soup-like homogeniz- homogenization. Hmm. Mm. During my gap year in my university studies, I was employed in the chemical industry. More Huge specifically, mistake. it's like you never listened to the chemical workers song. <laughs> More specifically, oh, polymers. The facility produced thermoformed plastic products using 2,500 pound rolls of plastic sheets. These rolls were extruded in house, which was my job. You would think that melted plastic at 400 degrees Fahrenheit and 1,000 PSI is the most dangerous part of the facility, and you'd be wrong. Yeah. It is fun to watch, though. I've seen thermoforming videos. It goes like, great. Thermoforming is a rather wasteful process. You really just let that die on its ass, huh? I I did a whole little (laughs) thing, too, and it's got nothing. I made a little, like, hand gesture and everything. Well, we can't. I can't We're see the head. camera. Yeah, I know, but I know, but I'm, I was just okay. saying. I was, well, I was committing to, do to about it. it. I, I don't I, know. I don't, I don't know. I could be doing all kinds of funny gestures right <laughs> oh, now. I'm gonna You'd do this with my hands. Yeah, I'll do this with my hands. <laughs> Thermoforming is a rather. <laughs> It was it was an impressive hand gesture. It was like I was casting a little spell. You know, it was like I believe in it was you. like the gesture that would naturally go with the sound. Oh. Alice, your camera isn't even on. No, no. I'm trying to dis- I'm trying to paint a picture with words. Oh, you do such a good job. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Thermoforming is a wrap. Is is a rather wasteful process. <laughs> this one broke us, I think. We we just yeah. like the whiplash going from from uh, Madaglazius to safety third has just fucked all of us. Oh oh, you wait. This one's this one has some whiplash in it too. Oh um, fuck um, my ass, dude! I'm reading down. I don't want it. Yeah, just go. I'm just not go. reading. I, yeah, yeah. Okay okay. After the parts are created. There's a lot of excess around the part that must be cut off in order to have a finished part. Yeah, it's called circumcision. Look it up. This is done using a trim press, which punches the part out of the continuous sheet and cuts the sheet up into pieces. These pieces are then fed into a grinder. Attached is an image of the trim press that is the subject of this incident. See this this machine here? Mm, Scary. Yeah. The sheet 
containing completed parts comes from the left and is fed through the rails along the top of the machine coming down vertically into the big orange block on the right of the machine. The completed parts are then pushed out of the right side of the machine onto a table while the scrap is dropped below. These are dropped directly down a 10-foot hole into an industrial plastic grinder to reclaim the material. The grinders consist of two rotors full of blades spinning towards each other and are hair-raising 3,000 RPMs or so. Uh, Drop my case. Yep. Drop my watch. (laughs) There was an access chute about one one, one and a half feet in height and five feet in width underneath the table of the machine on the right of the image that was at a 45-degree angle to the vertical drop. This was so that packing workers could throw rejected products down into the grinder without needing to carry huge boxes of scrap everywhere. Herein lies the issue. It is entirely possible and regular in that it happened at least once a shift that scrap would get jammed up inside the chute, causing a pileup. This requires a packer to insert what was effectively just a metal stick into the access chute in order to free up the scrap that got caught up. Hmm. I wonder if it's caught. Hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know how they get a. They just have the Green Bay Packers on call or what? I, anyway. Go back <laughs> up, baby. <laughs> on this day in particular, the jam was particularly foul in that poking at it with a stick was in, insufficient to free the caught plastic. Instead of shutting the line down and obtaining the confined space entry permit necessary to enter the pit underneath the grinder used to maintain it, uh, the individual responsible here uh, became possessed by an intense desire to create an OSHA reportable hazard and traumatize everyone in the building. Uh, Oh, no. The individual in question opened the hatch on the access chute to the grinder and inserted his left boot into the chute in an attempt to clear the blockage. No, you motherfucker. What? Please, no, do not do this. Yeah, hey, which is your <laughs> least favorite leg? <laughs> Evidently, this did not work as intended. I am unsure as to whether the entry was intentional or accidental, but at some point, this individual's second leg also entered the access chute. Stop doing that! What's what's your second least favorite leg? (laughs) Before anyone could stop him or even realize what in the world he was planning. He then became entrapped within the access chute to the grinder. Only his upper body remained outside of the 45-degree part of the access chute, and that was all that was stopping him from falling straight down the 10-foot drop into the angry, rotating blades of Chunky Marinara. Uh, I'm very glad uh, I'm... I think I'm too fat to fit down a five-foot-wide shaft. Uh, so I'm, yeah, I'm praying yeah, for it. Well, it's, one and a half, sideways, it's, motherfucker. it's one and a half feet tall. I think I would have a, a problem as well, yeah. How tall now, are you? I know how tall you are. Within seconds, we rushed to his aid. An emergency shutdown was initiated on of all machines on the line. He said he didn't want it. I hate my legs. Yeah. <laughs> Why did we hire this guy? All he talked about in the interview is how bad he hates his legs. 
Uh, got the same attitude as someone who's been trapped in the wreckage of Rana Plaza for three days. No, no one, no one ever, no one ever accused us of being tasteful. Going towards like a couple of Harbor Freight hacksaws. Yeah. Oh, we're going to get yelled at in the comments for this one. Probably, I will deserve yeah. it this time. Sorry. The thermoformer and the trim press successfully shut down in under half a second. The grinder, meanwhile, began its process of breaking. No. <laughs> this would take at least 30 seconds, even under emergency stop conditions, for the momentum to be dissipated. It took a titanic effort not at all aided by the fact he was now panicking during the rescue, but we were able to successfully extricate this individual without him falling to a fate of certain soup-like homogenization. <sighs> Bars were swiftly installed into all grinder chutes, making them too small for any adult human to enter. The moral well, of the children, story... however... <laughs> Welcome, uh, welcome to uh, Willy Wonka's uh, hell world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so many fucking mint stumpalumpers. Yes. This turned into paste. What do you <laughs> think the chocolate was made of anyway? <laughs> God damn. The moral of the story is don't go into the hole. Mm. Especially if the hole contains spinny blades of crushification. I will do my best not to. I feel very bad for this idiot hanging out of this hole. Like, especially since the brief is like, remain calm. Uh, otherwise you will panic. fall in the hole. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That's one of those situations where I think I would probably panic. Oh yeah, I'd definitely be panicking, yeah. Yeah, thermos full of human being soup, I know. This I is what happens with, when, probably. This is what happens when you, when you go in the hole. Don't, don't <laughs> go in the hole, We keep folks. telling you not to do it. Yeah. I would be I would be pissing and shitting and screaming and yes. crying um and praying to God that I was fat enough not to fit down the hole. Unless unless of course it's your hole that was made for you. In which case I can't stop you. <laughs> you fit you fit seamlessly <laughs> down that hole. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why didn't they just weld a bunch of like steel or iron bars over all of those holes in the fault? You know, solved it easy. No, they you guys did. are freaks. They did skill issue. Oh yeah, they did, didn't mm. they? Whatever. Oh, you mean I in the in the in the anime in, in the manga? Why didn't they just put yeah. bars over? Don't they the do that at the yeah. end? Well, like, that would make a lot of something? sense to me. Yeah, that's what I would do. Um, in that case, mm. um, you know, I definitely want to put some kind of like uh, like just just don't alert the public to the existence of the holes in the first place and then yeah quick you know, expanding get, get, foam or something yeah get, get mm -hmm. some foam in there get some like uh you know some bars over top you know put like a you could probably cover it up in such a way that you wouldn't even notice they were there um mm. you know yeah you could be just be walking around past your hole you wouldn't even know your hole you might be out there right know. now you don't even yeah, notice your hole could be like within a mile of your house you know and you wouldn't mm -hmm. even notice wouldn't and even you occur would to you you would never get turned into a horrible string monster. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's that's oh the beauty God. of like oh public God. like public engineering. Yes. Liam, you did you get in the hole? I'm in the hole. I'm <laughs> down here with some sort of what's the thing they use on submarines to periscope, and it's not going too well. Finish this bitch up so I can go to bed, dude. 
Okay. <laughs> that was oh. 53rd. <laughs> All right. Shake hands with danger. I'm a psychic. Our next mm-hmm. episode will be on Chernobyl. Does anyone have any commercials before we yeah, go? We're going to be tasteful about that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, no, I actually no. do have a couple commercials before we go. Hey, so I'm setting up the P.O. Box tomorrow, hopefully. The new one. Number two, if you wanted a shirt and you didn't order a shirt before, uh, you need to DM the podcast on Twitter because I'm running it literally out of my house at the moment. Nice. Uh, Union Pizza Send on me vacation. my shirt. Yeah, sorry, I'll get on that. Uh, I probably won't, but I'll say I will. Uh, number two, uh, that's I, I think that's actually all the news we had. Uh, oh yeah, all other episodes should if be you, out. Inshallah, uh, if you want to submit a safety third, we never remember to say this. You so people keep asking me. You email wtypod at gmail dot com. We'll get uh, to it. Yeah, the other Just thing is uh, to, uh, page and link. Yeah, please. the other thing is if you're gonna DM the Instagram account, uh. Uh, looking Instagram? looking for Roz's loving. I have an Instagram account. Corinne runs that one, so stop doing that. Incredible. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking for you, baby. Wow. Um. All right. Well, I think that was the podcast. Oh yeah, let's do it. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday, dear Ross. Happy birthday to you. I can already feel my body falling apart. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow, bud. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Good night, everyone. Good night. Bye.